1: Hello, I'm your host Effie Pilarino. And today I'm connecting with Caroline Hughes who is the CEO and co-founder of uh, Life Ties, uh, which is um, a consumer facing FinTech in the metaverse. We'll be talking about that more. And she's also one of the activators of the community, the CEO community, and many more things, we'll have the opportunity. Let me welcome you, Caroline, and thank you for taking the time to be with us.
0: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Effie.
1: You know, let's tell our listeners that we we have met not in person yet, right? We we met also through another fantastic uh, online community with um, a lot of focus on empowering women. It's a Web3 community called Units Network, right? Uh, And um, that's how we we got to know each other. And for me, you are one of those uh, model figures. I'm so glad that I saw recently that you were awarded uh, or the, the, the community of what's, what, what's the name of the community that created this amazing NFT uh, of you Oh, yeah.
0: Pantheon CG. So they created this incredible set of NFTs and it's it's gods and goddesses. So I've been immortalized somehow as a goddess. Um, And yeah, it's brilliant. It's a it's a collection. It's a woman called um, Lindsay uh, Rosenthal, and she has created this collection to celebrate a number of men and women in the Web3 space who are creating, supporting and building.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And I was so, you know, uh, happy for you. Uh, I, I will share with our listeners the link so, so they can see you in, also in this uh, metamorphosis of of, of a go- goddess, right? Yes,
0: um, and, it is, and it had my purple hair back. So pre-pandemic, I had purple hair. So
1: we went with that because we thought that's a lo- little bit more web three. <laughs> Right, right. Exactly. And, and Caroline, tell us about your background. I know that, that you are a lawyer, a tech lawyer. So tell us a little bit about that journey to today. And, and then we can talk about the, the CEO community. Great, thank you. So yes,
0: so I started out life as a lawyer, and I specialized in technology. So I was an intellectual property lawyer for many years. But I was always fascinated by very, very new and emerging tech. So I remember going through the very first stages of e commerce and then before we even had sort of proper mobile phones before we had smartphones we were talking about m commerce which was how could we transact over mobile and then we had things like smart cards to be able to you know tap into places and that was a kind of the that was almost like a precursor to nfts because you could start to have digital assets effectively that you could take with you whether that was for the kind of vouchers or you know gift rewards and we started to see that emerging and so I was always kind of in this space with people doing very creative things with technology but then I also loved fashion so I worked in the fashion industry and in advertising for a number of years and I think it was because I always wanted to be alongside people who were creating incredible things and doing things at kind of the cutting edge and even within this fashion space we did a lot of digital work so I was part of a team where we did the first kind of holographic uh, fashion show as part of London Fashion Week and well, it, was, when so it was was
1: that Caroline that
0: was back in I'm gonna say that was back in maybe around sort of 2009 Um, Yeah, and so you started to see the convergence of technology with fashion, because of course all the people in the fashion world are very, very interested in how can you merge different disciplines, how do you merge different art styles to create something that's new, so whether it's kind of the work that Alexander McQueen was doing where he was kind of, do you remember the, the time that he had on stage the the robotic arm that spray painted the dress and so you were starting to see at that time kind of the the late 2000s early 2010 people combining digital technology and fashion and I was super super excited about that and then I also worked around kind of digital advertising and again it's always at the kind of transaction of digital creative and commerce that's where I really really sit.
1: Amazing. Amazing. And, and, you know, if we look uh, today in, in finance, and fintech, um, we, we're seeing a lot of innovation exactly at the convergence of commerce, be it physical in store or, uh, e-commerce and, you know, embedded finance is really, you know, flourishing in, in that uh, convergence. And already, you know, with the metaverse, it, we, we're going to be seeing even more uh, of these um, creations, experimentations, depending on, on what you're, you're talking about. Caroline, before we, we dive into um, Life Ties and, and what you're doing now, tell us your um, role and and passion uh, in this digital online community, the CEO, what is that all about? What does an activator uh, mean? Yes, a CEO is um, a community where they practice what's
0: known as radical generosity. So it's a way of women funding other women to create global businesses but it differs from say a VC fund or angel investment because effectively as an activator, you are giving your money into the community with no expectation of a return on your investment other than you see the community thrive and these ventures that you're backing thrive. So it's, this is why it's called an act of radical generosity because you're not being like an angel investor where you're putting in your money to make a return on the investment you're putting in your money as a way to create a perpetual fund that continues to fund these women-led ventures that are coming through. So the way that it works is that you put your money in, into this collective pot, and then every year we select a number of ventures that must be run, they must be co-owned at least 50% by a woman or non-binary person. And each of those ventures that is backed by the collective gets not just money but support they have a whole program where we help them with contacts we help them you know get clients we help them fill any gaps in their business that they might need whether it's marketing expertise financial expertise and then these ventures that are backed they pay back that money over five years and so it creates this perpetual pot of money that can then help support the next round of ventures and the next round of ventures and it's because it's a completely different model, because the expectation as an activator isn't I'm putting my money in to get more money out. It's I'm putting my money in for this kind of greater good.
1: And- Caroline, I Caroline, when, when you first described this, I was like, okay, this is like uh, donation crowdfunding. But then when, when you said that, you know, whoever, the companies that the women that you select to invest in, then they are sort of committed to reinvest in that pool, then that changes everything.
0: Changes everything. It's it's perpetual. It's like it's like no other model for funding sort of startups that exists. And I think it is because, yes, the the perpetual nature of it, but also because it is called radical generosity, it extends not just to putting your money in, but everybody is genuinely invested collectively in helping these businesses thrive and so it's the
1: most open supportive generous network that I've ever been part of and and when the when was this launched where are we today can give us some figures in terms of you know
0: it's been going for several years it started in Canada um it was founded by a um incredible woman called Vicky Saunders in Canada and it's now in Canada the U.S. Australia, New Zealand, the UK. I don't think I've missed anywhere, but there may be. And so there are you know thousands of activators, and there are hundreds of ventures that have been backed. And so it just creates this ever expanding network of people who are in
1: together to make it happen and in in is this network only for women? I mean, I understand that you're, only supporting women-led, but can men join this community? So men don't join, but they, so effectively,
0: men can effectively sponsor somebody else. So what you find is you might find corporates where they are sponsoring women to join, or you may find husbands or partners effectively paying for their spouse or their daughter. And so one of the interesting things about this community is you have activators who are anywhere from in their teens all the way through to their 80s.
1: Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And this started when? Oh, I'm going to say maybe about seven or eight years ago. OK. OK. Yeah. That's a fantastic. And is is there any type of focus in terms of selecting ventures? Uh, you know, is it tech? Is it, you know, health? Is it education? It, finance? anything like that it
0: can cross everything but they must be working on one or more of the UN sustainable development goals so again the idea is that these are businesses that are that have a purpose beyond just a transactional pure commercial thing so the businesses do tend to be working on things around climate change and sustainability or you know empowering women and and so it's so Whilst these are all commercial businesses, and it's very important, you know, it's not a charitable enterprise, they have to have very strong commercials, they have to be businesses that are capable of going global, and they have to have strong metrics, strong leadership, all the things that you would look for in a venture, Um, but they
1: are working on one or more of the SDGs. Very interesting. So, so in your capacity with these hats, uh, uh, I know that recently you gave um, a talk at the um, Women um, uh, in Tech uh, Global Conference. Unfortunately, I missed it. Uh, and, and I would really like to, to hear uh, some of the highlights at least because you were uh, focused on, uh, highlighting and 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 putting the spotlight on women in web3 right
0: yeah And honestly, I can't even tell you, like it was one of my favorite talks that I've ever given. There is something absolutely joyous about being able to share other people's stories. You know, as an entrepreneur, I spend a lot of my time telling my own story and that's great and I enjoy it, but there's something wonderful and really inspiring about being able to look outside of what I'm building to see who are all the other people in the space doing incredible things. And can I give them a shout out? Can I help them? get a little bit more visibility. And so, yeah, I just did a roll call. I basically, so my talk was like the incredible women building in the metaverse and I broke it down into a series of kind of categories. So, who's building in extended reality. And so I was able to talk about people like Antonia Forster who has just won an award uh, as part of the Tribeca Festival for her LGBTQ um, museum that she's created which is this immersive museum that has, in, so in AR and it has all of these incredible artifacts and stories from the LGBTQ community and it's the first time we've seen a museum like this but the way that it's been curated and the way that she's using technology means that as you go around the space the space responds to you and how you're interacting with it so different things will pop up depending on how you are feeling and how you're kind of moving through the space and that's something that is has been so carefully thought about how do you Create that sense of wonder and exploration and kind of the spontaneity that you might find in a real life museum where you're just able to kind of wander through and find different things. And Antonio has, has really kind of thought about how do you bring that to life in a 3D virtual space. And I think that's amazing. And I spoke about um, Kai Frazier, who has um, a company called Kai XR, where she, she's an educator in the US and she realized that there are tons of students in the US that never got to go on field trips, never got to go and visit incredible places. And so she's created a virtual reality experiences where they go and they, they do an immersive film of, you know, uh, either you're going to the White House or you're going to various places and then children can just watch it. And experience it as if they're there and isn't that an amazing use of this technology to take to transport people to places that they otherwise can't get to and so for me look you can tell by how animated I am just talking about these things it was such a wonderful talk to be able to give to showcase all of these amazing things and what I'll do Effie is I'll share I've got a twitter thread of all of the women's projects that I shared and I'll share it with you and you can you can share it with your community so they can they can
1: see some of these incredible That would things. be really wonderful and of course we'll share later when your talk becomes available from from the conference uh, organizers but um it's really you know um it, 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 there's so many creations happening we cannot keep up and and I'm amazed like like a kid uh, uh you know when i listen uh to you and other people in this space share you know what they have seen the innovations that are happening uh and and also like like with the news i mean there's there's bad news too and there's and there's scams and there's um projects out there that you know is that what we need? Uh, kind of, you know, you you think of them, but at the same time, there are so many good things happening out there, and and it's wonderful to focus on that, and of course on women. We want more women, but we 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 have already some wonderful women that are doing amazing things so so you know let's focus on on the good things right 100%
0: and exactly what you just said it is there are so many people who are just getting on and building and having a real impact on specific communities and they might not get all of the airtime you know they might not be the people who are picked as speakers at the big conferences but actually the work that they're doing is both so innovative and so creative, but is genuinely has a purpose. You know, we talk a lot in this space about separating speculation from utility. Well, the ones that are kind of coming through for me have so much utility built in. It's it's only utility. There's no speculation part to what they're building. They're they're so thoughtful, they're so considered, and they're so well-designed for a very particular audience. And I think those are the projects we're going to see more of. You know, as as we're hitting a bear market, I think the ones that will rise are those which have genuine purpose for a real, real community
1: yeah and i think that we're going to swing to that other extreme the, the extreme that we've been living in is this uh, you know uh, focus on defi uh, on 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 finance on you know yields and, and 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 the speculation and the pumping of of tokens and so on and now we're going to swing over to the other extreme, where we're looking really for businesses with purpose and and with uh, impact. I mean, it's it's saddening how this meltdown occurred. Um, it's not only saddening because a lot of people must have lost a lot of money, but it's what has happened and the lessons that have become clear in terms of um, the lack. Um, the lack of, of governance, the lack of risk management, uh, that the the focus on on uh, greed and and uh, you know copying each other and creating you know these these webs and um, I mean I don't want to get into this uh, uh, dark uh, discussion here. I want to um, ask you. Let's talk about life life ties. What? How, how are you into fintech? And just, just tell us a little bit about how it all started. And I know from earlier uh, chats that we've had that initially it was not in the metaverse and, and you pivoted and so on. So, so tell us a little bit about that journey.
0: Yes. Yeah, so fashion to finance. From the fashion to finance. I mean, who knew? Um, but interestingly, we were always thinking metaverse back before metaverse became such a common word. So when we envisaged life ties, it was always a virtual world that allowed you to play out all of your life decisions in advance. So effectively transport yourself into future you and all of the things that you wanted in life and then we would show you how you could afford it and achieve it in real life so you know our inspiration was always things like could we build the sims for your real life so that you can have a way of interacting and visualizing with different things you wanted to achieve you know whether that's you wanted to buy a home or start a family or figure out how to pay for your next vacation or your kid's college fund, whatever those elements of your life were that you wanted to achieve, how do we help you play that in advance and then show you how to do it in real life? So for us, so whilst we were kind of in the Web2 world, we actually had to tone down our vision because fintech, in the way that it had been created in web 2 wasn't quite ready for everything that we wanted to bring you know if we look at what fintech has done so well it's done brilliantly at digitizing traditional processes so to make them more efficient and much more intuitive for users but effectively we're doing the same things we're banking we're kind of doing getting digital mortgages you know whatever it might be but it's still quite 2d You know, it's just, it's numbers on a screen. You can see transactions, but there's nothing really that you get to kind of play with. There was still nothing that was helping you understand what what do I do with my money if I want to achieve certain things, right? It was all very much looking at budgeting and spending and seeing how you spent your money. But still what was lacking was, something that allows you to kind of see into the future and then be like, okay, here's what I want to do. And now please show me the path to get there. So that's what ties is. And now that everybody is very kind of comfortable and getting comfortable with this idea of the metaverse, it means that we can make this much, much more immersive. So all of the stuff that we kind of had on the back burner, <laughs> waiting for people to be ready, we can now bring to the fore. So now we can actually make it so that you choose all of your life goals, whatever it is that you want your life to look like. You can play that in our virtual world. So as you're kind of selecting your goals, we'll visualize them for you. So you can visualize the type of house that you want. You can visualize if you want to buy NFTs and have them in your virtual home. And they're, of course they're assets. So we show you how much all of this is worth and we combine it in this space that allows you to explore what your life looks like but then make it happen in real life so it combines kind of the best of both worlds that you get all of the benefit of virtual visualization but it's all about making it real for you so it's not just a virtual space for entertainment it's a virtual world that is all about okay but now
1: let's take that back into the real world and make it happen amazing amazing and in you know this is consumer facing what you're doing, or is it something that, you know, a bank, a traditional bank or a a traditional, now traditional fintech, uh, I would say by now, since a lot of them are grown up, right, um, uh, could could deploy? So both, yes. So
0: we are consumer first, um, because effectively that's who we're serving. And what we've done very well, I think, over the years is And and this is why I love Web3 as well, because Web3 is all about being community first. And we've always been community first. We've always built in public. We've always put out our products to the world and said, how do we make these better? What is it that you actually need? What are we missing? Have we got this right? And so we've effectively always co-created with our community to make sure that what we're building actually serves them well. Um, But the technology that we've built. Yes, we are talking with a number of banks. We are talking with a number of fintechs because essentially we're the layer that sits on top of their financial products. So you know, and we bridge both traditional finance. So we work with mortgage providers, loan providers, credit card providers, pension providers. You know, the whole works in terms of the traditional financial products you might like. But now we're also starting to work with a DeFi partners. So we've recently. Um, Uh, received some funding from Aave, for example, as one of our cornerstone partners, to be able to show consumers that there is an alternative to traditional financial products. So you could choose to take a loan out through a bank, or if you hold, you know, crypto assets, you could choose to take a loan out through one of the DeFi protocols. And for us, we believe that in the future, we're going to see everyone financing their lives with a mix of TradFi, DeFi and NFTs, and our job at life Ties is to show people how they can do that and just make it much, much more
1: easy for them to understand and more accessible. I mean, <laughs> I was going to ask you about, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, buying a home or, or you know, a property, which is, you know, a, a very traditional, classic uh, uh, item, uh, uh, you know, in in our traditional life. Um, but what about real estate in the virtual world? Is that like, could I come in to Life Ties and, and see, well, I've actually been dreaming of, of buying um, a virtual apartment of the apartment of my first apartment when I moved to New York to get my, my, my first uh, job on Wall Street. I am dying if I could buy it. It's like, you know, such a a souvenir and memory of of where I was, how I started my professional life uh, and, and just, you know, being in Manhattan on Wall Street in the 90s, I'd love to do that. But what do I do? Do I finance it, you know, from my savings which are in whatever dollars, euros, Swiss, francs, or do I do what you said? You know, use some of my cryptos as collateral to to do that. And I'd love to to come and explore that. So is that the type of thing that can be done or you envision that we'll be doing more frequently? Yes, there's gonna be a mix. So we always say that we, we, we
0: sit at the intersection between like traditional finance, DeFi, And then also sort of physical assets and digital assets. So 100%. So we are gonna find, and this is what's gonna be so, so fascinating because we always say that as a platform, we have such a unique ability to understand what modern financial lives look like. Because when people come onto our platform, they are creating their life goals and it's everything from the time that you leave school all the way through to retirement. So you can come into our platform at any age and you can model out, you know, the next two, five, ten years, whatever you want to do. And we will show you how you can finance different parts of it with a mix of whatever savings, loans you might want to take in the traditional world, but also, as you say, with your crypto assets. And it's all about the way that we design everything is to help people understand what levers they control. Right. So so you can play it. So you can say, okay, if I were to buy this, buy this souvenir of my first apartment in Manhattan, if I were to use savings, what impact would that have on my finances then looking into the future? Or if I were to use crypto, what impact would that have? So it's about helping people, that ability to play decisions virtually and get a sense of the outcome so that you can actually decide, am I better going with route A or route B? And it's something we've never had before. We've never had that ability to kind of look a a little bit into the future and say, if I choose this path, what might happen? And versus if I choose the other path. So we always think about it. I don't know if you ever had those books as a child called choose your own adventure where you would get to the end of a chapter and it would give you different choices to skip ahead to different parts and effectively this is what we're doing with our virtual world it's that ability to choose a path and effectively see how it plays out and then if you don't like the look of that okay you rewind and you choose a different one and yeah that's what we're getting to and we honestly think that You know, the the idea of buying virtual things as souvenirs, as nostalgia, as or even as motivation. So imagine that you want to buy a house in the real world, but you can't get there yet, but you want motivation for that. So you're going to buy the NFT, the land or the house or whatever it might be, and build that for yourself to inspire you to keep taking the steps to save towards your real world goal. That's really what this kind of immersive experience allows
1: you to do which is like you know what a lot of of uh, coaches talk about you know visualizing you know whether it's drawing or sitting and meditating and visualizing and so on and here we are we can walk into this uh, immersive world whether it is in i don't know you know the sandboxes of the, of the world or uh, in in other uh, ways where you you wear the Oculus uh, uh, hardware and and you walk in there and and so on. That 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 is um, that is an amazing thing. So how do you think of the difference between you know the Roblox world that's gaming, but I mean now I, I start I'm hearing that it's also about you know, working together in a, in a virtual environment. Do you, do you see similarities with what you're doing? And I mean, I'm curious to even ask, is your vision to take this into a business world? Meaning, you know, why not? The company is an entity that plans, you know, maybe not to buy a house, but other goals, right? and so on and then those goals need to be planned and 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 financed and and managed and and so on yeah 100 percent. so it is it's and it is it's about
0: that ability for one or more people to be able to collectively plan and visualize so when we think about it for individuals for their personal finance it's it's you as an individual it's you if you're part of a couple or a family or a group to be able to like put all your things together and say, okay, I've got my piece of this. How does it combine? And then what can we create collectively? And the same for businesses. You know, businesses even more so do cash flow forecasting. They're having to understand what their balance sheet looks like. You know, where their assets lie, and they're continually modelling. Effectively, you know, you have teams right. of accountants who are doing this within businesses, and right now they're working with fairly rudimentary tools you know I mean excel is an incredible program and you have then the sort of the digital versions that allow people to do cash flow forecasting but imagine if as a team you didn't just have the finance function but you had the finance function and all the business units being able to visualize collectively okay what are we actually doing here? What, what is the business goals that we're trying to achieve? And then can we show you kind of the, the best medium and, and worst case scenarios as we play it out? And can we collectively see if we, if we tweak this, what impact might it have? So yeah, the goal is that anytime you are effectively trying to forecast your finances and work
1: towards common goals, you'll be able to do it on our platform. Amazing. And, and, and um, I'm understanding from you that this is also like um it's a platform really where you know the different providers like in the 2d world that that we live now right that we like it's 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 really an application of open banking open finance not in the 2d world but in the 3d world yes
0: that's exactly it. It's combining, you're exactly right, it's combining open banking, open finance, so so it's so that we have the reality of people's finances, right? Because that's very, very important. We can't just have this utopian modeled version of your life that bears no uh, react, uh, reflection on the reality of your life. So we need to be able to show you what is possible within the constraints of your actual finances. It's no good if you're just... It's no good if you're just modeling a a complete fantasy life that's never attainable. So we take open banking and open finance and, and pull that in. So we have that clear view of your finances. And then, of course, on the crypto asset side, we're doing the same to give you that holistic view of both your fiat and your crypto assets. Right. Because that is the baseline. And then from there, you can model anything that you want to do, but we're showing you what is possible with the money that you actually have. So it's very, very important. And then the other piece, which really is the game changer, is the fact that because people are modeling exactly what they're trying to do, we have this incredible intent data that nobody else has. You know, it's the type of intent data that say Google has when you're searching. And it knows precisely what it is that you're trying to achieve. Well, of course, we have that because people are telling us, I'm trying to buy a house in two years and then I'd like to start a family and I'm going to need a family car. So they're modeling very, very specifically around. Here's what I'm trying to achieve at this point in time. And so it allows us to be able to make recommendations for the right products, you know, financial and other products that they're going to need. And that's really a game changer because. No other platform has that intent data. You know, all of the banks and other fintechs, they're working on data that they can infer from people's transactions, whereas we're working on data that people are giving us about their specific intent. And that that makes it completely different.
1: Very, 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 very interesting. So, so it, before we close, I mean, we could be talking uh, for hours on these uh, topics and, and, you know, it's, it's interesting that I feel your energy and passion through zoom. It's just <laughs> just amazing. Just amazing. What is the business development stage of, of right now?
0: Yeah, so we've been—I mean, we've been live in the UK market for a number of years. So we've we've had over forty thousand users. Um, We have some incredible product partners from Habito and Trussell and Pension B. So we work with amazing partners who are also kind of at the cutting edge of fintech and digital finance. Um, And so the next stage for us is—you know—we're planning our own token launch, and you know we've started to. Uh, work with DeFi partners. We also receive funding from Near Foundation, an amazing sort of layer one protocol. So we're really starting to build out all of our relationships to map who are the DeFi and other providers in the Web3 space who best fit our vision and can be those kind of cornerstone products for our audience. And then We've been, we found that we've been incredibly welcomed within the Web3 kind of community. So very quickly, we built up a Telegram community of over 60,000 people. So we were, you know, coming from kind of Web2 to Web3, we weren't sure what level of interest, but we've been absolutely blown away by the fact that, you know, within the crypto community itself, people are saying, yes, I want this because I've been building up my crypto assets But how do I actually use them for my real life? So, yeah, we've had an incredible reaction, both from kind of the blue chips within the the crypto space, but also from individuals who who have said, you know, this is the thing that's kind of been missing that consumer layer that helps me understand what I get for my money. If I'm if
1: I'm you know, if I'm in this crypto space, if I'm using DeFi, what does it do for me? Excellent. Excellent. So before we close, uh, Caroline, I want to go back to the CEO community. And can you tell our listeners, if they're interested to get involved and, and be part of this, what would you suggest?
0: Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll share the links with you, but it's basically if they Google SheEO, that's S-H-E-E-O, they will go to the website, which is SheEO World. And it's really clearly signposted for how you can get involved. So they hold regular calls for prospective new activators. So these are the people who are paying in their money to support the ventures. But equally, if you are running a business, that is working on one or more of the un's sdgs and you would like to apply for a venture as a venture there is a lot of information about how you do that so different countries kind of have a slightly different timetable but they'll have a venture application open and you'll just be able to kind of go through that process and it's it's just a genuinely supportive community so they're very very happy
1: for people to reach out and just get involved Caroline, I mean, uh, I'm hearing, you know, this spotlight on digital communities with amazing female energy and and focus on purposeful ventures uh, that that is really inspiring and and gives me hope uh, in in this weird uh, macroeconomic conditions that we are all living that are not easy, they are very challenging. Uh, plus, the DeFi meltdown is is not um, a pleasurable experience for the sector. So we need uh, more and more this inspiration that you you brought uh, to us today. Great, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter, at Irish underscore Tech News. On Facebook, Facebook facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, LinkedIn linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, Instagram instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, TikTok tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.